Hispanic ministry leaders from the Archdiocese of Portland gathered last month at the Pastoral Center for a morning of prayer, praise, and team building with the goal of closer collaboration and outreach to the Hispanic community. Well, this meeting was convened by the Archdiocese of Portland new director of Hispanic Ministries, Father Mike Kuber. Now, Father Mike is joining me this morning to share more about his story and his plans and goals to head this growing and vibrant part of our church right here in Oregon. Good morning, Father Mike. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning, Brenda. It's a pleasure to be with you, an honor to be with you. I I love doing Hispanic ministry, and uh, I've loved doing this ministry since since I started doing it in 1999 as a deacon at St. Anne's Parish. I've I've had a ongoing, you know, love relationship with our Hispanic community, and and they're breathing life into our church, and I'm I'm just so glad that they're here, that they're here to to worship Jesus and to honor His blessed. Blessed Mother, Our oh, Lady. Well, thank you for your time. We are so grateful to have you also here in the Archdiocese of Portland to head up, as you said, this growing and very vibrant community. Now, before we talk about what's happening within your new post, tell our listeners a little bit about some of your background and your vocation to the priesthood and how that kind of maybe led you a little bit around the country and then right back here to the Pacific Northwest. Sure. So my vocation to the priesthood goes back to my family. I grew up in a, a, a large Catholic family of uh, I have six brothers and sisters, and I'm number three. And uh, so I think probably when I was about 10 or 12, I remember going to church and seeing my dad listen reverently to the priest and seeing the priest up there uh, preaching. And I just said to myself, that's what I want to do with my life. I think that's what the where the call came from uh, for the priesthood. And however, I wanted to live as a priest in community. And so that led me to join the, the Brotherhood of the People of Praise community in 1985. And it wasn't until uh, 1996 that I entered the seminary and uh, at Mount Angel. And I was ordained in the year 2000. Uh, my love for Hispanic ministry has uh, just been part of who I am since high school. I, I learned Spanish, became fluent in high school, and one of my uh, colleagues, I, I, I drove a, a Mexican student named Mingo to, to soccer practice, and so he invited me to go and spend the summer with his family. So in between my freshman year, or in between my senior year at Catholic Central High School, and uh, University of Notre Dame, I went to Mexico and I lived with a, a, a Mexican family and I visited the shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe and um, did all kinds of fun things and and also saw the, the great love that the Mexican people had for, for Christ and for his blessed mother in Our Lady of Guadalupe. So that was, uh, that's kind of a little bit of my background in uh, in serving. Father Mike Huber is joining me today. He has been named as the new director of Hispanic Ministries here in the Archdiocese of Portland. He's joining us today to share more about his story and about how he aims to help this incredibly vibrant and growing part of our church. 
Well, Father Mike, there is a demographic shift happening among U.S. Catholics, and Latinos are making up a larger number of people in our pews. Tell us more about what Mm -hmm. is happening with this demographic shift here in the U.S. and and in Portland also. Sure. The Hispanic or Latino moment, so so our leaders, uh, including uh, uh, Archbishop Gomez, is talking about this Hispanic moment in the in the U.S. Catholic Church right now, and this Hispanic or Latino moment refers to this demographic shift that we're talking about in the U.S. Catholicism. The U.S. Church is undergoing a present transformation, becoming predominantly Latino. It's estimated that 43% of U.S. Catholics are Latinos, while 60% uh, of Catholics under the age of 18 are Hispanic. This Hispanic moment is breathing new life into the larger church in the U.S. because Hispanic population is younger and Hispanic couples are having families. They want to raise those families in the Catholic faith. Uh, Besides growth, the Hispanic community brings their culture to enrich the experience of Catholic life in the U.S. Their love for processions, statues, images, and devotions, the music and food that enriches the experience of the Catholic faith. So that's a little bit about the Hispanic moment. Uh, I talked to uh, the bishop the other day, and he said 48% of our population, our Catholic population here in this archdiocese uh, is Hispanic. Wow, so, that's incredible. That's, uh, Father, do we know or have an idea of what uh, percentage of those numbers are immigrant families coming from Spanish-speaking countries versus those populations who are maybe first or maybe even second generation Hispanic community yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. So, so one one misconception that people have is that Hispa- all Hispanics are are uh, recently arrived. Right. And uh, in in fact, most of the the Hispanics uh, in our country are born here in the United States, and uh, so. Um, so I think there's there's uh, the first generation immigrants come in. They they tend to speak Spanish. They prefer you know um, socializing and and uh, learning in Spanish, praying in Spanish. But then the second generations come and 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 they may prefer some things in English because that's the language of school and so forth. But but they're still they're raised in Hispanic households with Hispanic culture. And so they live in kind of in between Hispanic culture and Anglo-American culture. And then the third generation is even more removed from from that. So anyway. Well, Father Mike, along with the language and speaking and having liturgy in Spanish, they also bring very unique qualities that are important to the, the cultural experience. I mean, that is still very much a part of how they express their Catholic faith, too. They're, they're very much one and the same. I'm going to tell our listeners about what is unique, especially for priests and deacons who have a large Spanish community in their boundaries, so to speak, that is necessary to incorporate not just a language, but an entire culture of a people who well, want to praise God. Sure. Sure. I, I, so I think signs and symbols are very important for our, our, our uh, Hispanic brothers and sisters. Mother Church has educated and, and uh, passed the faith on them 
to them through signs and symbols and through devotions. So devotions to Our Lady of Guadalupe, for example, um, uh, every, every country in, in uh, the Hispanic-speaking world has a particular devotion. So in Cuba, it's Our Lady, uh, Nuestra Señora de, de Cobre, Our, Our Lady of Copper, because the, the copper mines there, uh, uh, you know, I've adopted her as the patroness for, for protection for health. And uh, so if you look at every country in, in South America, Argentina, Venezuela, Ecuador, they all have their particular devotions to, to Our Lady. And it's beautiful. So it's part of the, the beautiful diversity, I would say, of our Catholic mm. faith is, is these different expressions of devotion to Mary. Um, so. Oh, and from my own experience, Father, uh, just through the cultural experience of my own non-English speaking grandparents, it's a yeah. beautiful culture that well, they just love to share with the broader community and anybody who uh, would be interested in joining them on any one of their beautiful special celebrations through the year. Yeah. Father, I've really enjoyed our conversation so much. There is more I want to talk to you about, especially about your plans and goals as you head up this program. I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Sure. I am continuing now my conversation with Father Mike Cuber. Father Mike is the new director appointed by Archbishop Sample to head up Hispanic ministries here in the Archdiocese of Portland. Father Mike is joining me today as we talk more about his background in working with Hispanic communities and now going to talk about some of what he plans in this new role for the Archdiocese. Father Mike, thank you so much for staying with us. Sure. So one of the things we've tried to do is to gather the leaders in the Hispanic community and to and to listen. And we've we've tried to follow the model of uh, uh, Spanish ver to see. So ver, uh, evaluar y actuar. So ver is to see, evaluar is to evaluate, and actuar is to act. And so we've invited the leaders together and and just asked them the question, what do you see? What's going on in Hispanic ministry? And we want to be a listening, discerning church. And so we called the leaders in and we asked them that question and they wrote on on flip charts. What, what, what did they see that's going on in their parish that's, you know, good and promoting the gospel and building up uh, our Hispanic families? And uh, so they, they they did that. And then and then we uh, gathered all the clergy too. all the clergy were invited um clergy leaders. And we, we met at St. Cyril's in Wilsonville uh, on March 9th. And that was the second in-person meeting. And we're going to have another in-person meeting on, on May 18th. And uh, so that's one of the things we're trying to do is gather the leaders together and, and uh, get to know one another and learn together and plan together. And so we also have a meeting scheduled uh, for September 21st in the Salem metro area, October 19th in Southern Oregon, and November 16th again at the Pastoral Center. So we, we've developed a calendar, we've developed a, a network, a way of communicating, and we want to build upon that. So we're, 
So we're trying to build an infrastructure uh, for the leaders in our Hispanic community so that they can receive ongoing training and support so that they can minister well in their parishes. Father, is there an effort within the Archdiocese of Portland to encourage seminarians and priests who don't have a strength in Spanish language? Is there a movement to try to encourage that while they are in seminary to do immersion-type programs? So that way, well, if the call is there and the need is there, that, well, we have priests available who speak Spanish. Yeah, so I think it, it depends on the region. It depends on the bishop. It depends upon the seminary. Uh, I know I know at Mount Angel, uh, all students are required to take presiding in Spanish, and they don't necessarily need to be fluent in Spanish, but they need to be able to preside at the mass in Spanish and uh, and go through the prayers. They need to be it's a it's very much a course on culture, on pronouncing the language correctly and on understanding Hispanic culture. And uh, in addition to using the liturgical books in Spanish, uh, I also have a book I've published uh, called The Latino Moment, and the students have read from that as well. It's a book on culture because um, you have to understand the culture if you're going to lead lead the people. You have to understand the culture if you're going to teach them, if you're going to pass the faith on. You have to, you know, you, that's the, we all learn through culture. Oh, for sure. Well, let's talk about that for a moment. Your book is titled Preaching to Latinos, Welcoming the Hispanic Moment in the U.S. Church. Is this something that a book that, as you said, more like a a textbook for seminarians, priests to learn how to preach? Because it would seem to many of us that the message would always be the same. No matter what language you are using, the message of Mm -hmm. the church will always be the same to draw people closer to Christ. Is there unique right. aspects, though, about preaching in Spanish to a Latino community? Uh, yes, I do talk about how the community was uh, first evangelized uh, by the image of Our Lady Guadalupe. It was very much the gospel in pictorial form. So Hispanic culture is more visual. It's a visual culture. It's not so much a written culture. And uh, so, so signs and symbols take on greater meaning. So the reason why Our Lady Guadalupe was such an effective devotion that, that led to the conversion of thousands and thousands of, of Mexicans was because it was the gospel presented in a pictorial form, in a way that they could understand. It was the gospel at their level. And so you, the, it's a picture of the gospel. And uh, so that's why, um, so I think that's that's the, the origin or the roots of preaching in Spanish. It's, it's uh, how do we best uh, communicate cross-culturally? It would have been Spanish culture, the Spanish missionaries from, from uh, so mo- mostly Franciscans from Spain. How do they preach cross-culturally to this indigenous population? And they found it was best through through images. Not only Our Lady Guadalupe, but they would they would make images of the of the Our Father, each each article of the Our Father, each article of the Creed. There would be a picture, and that was it was on like a a, a skin a skin of an animal, the hide of an animal, and they would unroll these things while they were preaching preaching and teaching, 
Wow. And so that's that's the origin of how the, the faith was handed on uh, to the, the 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 Mexican people, to the Hispanic people. So it includes all the countries of South America. And the the Catholicism that they inherited was very much based upon what was going on in Spain. And, and in Spain, the Catholicism was characterized by devotions, by processions, by incense, by music. It was very, it appealed to the senses. And so, so that's what the, that the missionaries brought that experience of Catholicism to the new world and including to our, our Mexican community, but also to all the communities of uh, our Hispanic countries. And uh, that's why you find these rich expressions of Catholicism that you don't find so much here in the, uh, the European Anglo Church. Well, it's wonderful, Father Mike, to have you now as the head of this program and really starting to, well, hit the ground running, so to speak, to really meet the needs of those of our brothers and sisters of the Hispanic community. Now, over the last few minutes, Father, maybe share with us a little bit about some of your hopes and goals as you take on this new post, but more importantly, are there resources available to parishes who are looking to increase their outreach to Hispanic communities? And is that where your office is there to maybe help step in? Yeah, so I I think uh, long term, uh, I want to continue to work with the leaders of of Hispanic ministry in various parishes and equip them with the resources they need to do the work. And so I'm I'm not assigned to one particular parish or uh, rather I'm free to to go throughout the whole archdiocese and meet people and listen to them and hear their needs. And so I represent the bishop, Archbishop Sample, uh, but but I, but I also I represent the Hispanic community. I want I want the Hispanic leaders to feel free to to share what's going on in their parishes. What are what's going well? Where are their challenges? Uh, and so I'm very much uh, want to visit listen and respect the good the good work that the hispanic community has already done here and uh, build upon it i would say wonderful so yeah well father i appreciate your time today we offer our prayers to you so that way this ministry just may grow abundantly under your direction before we go today will you offer us a prayer and your blessing sure we'll we'll uh Uh, dedicate ourselves to Our Lady Guadalupe. And so, Our Lady Guadalupe, we turn to you in prayer at the end of this interview, and we we thank you that you you appeared in in Mexico and you brought many men and women, boys and girls, to your son, Christ. And we pray that we would continue to bring all people to Christ and that we would be one in, in Christ, even though we speak different languages and eat different food. And we pray this through Christ our Lord. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh, Father Mike, thank you so very much. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. Dios te bendiga. 
And again, that is Father Mike Cuber. Now, he is the new director of Hispanic Ministries for the Archdiocese of Portland. I'll send a link over to where you can read more about Father and also get connected with him through the Archdiocese Hispanic Ministry office. You're going to find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app.